The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hi, I'm Bill's defensive end Greg Russo, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills! Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. No one will remember the Titans after the 41-7 beatdown at the hands of the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football in Orchard Park, the season home opener. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this recap episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. If you're in the central New York or western New York area, do yourself a favor. Go and check out the Delago Resort and Casino. You will not be disappointed. We are going to discuss the Bills' victory over the Tennessee Titans. We're going to go over our thoughts on the game, some stats of the game, our sweet sassy molasses plays of the game, and as always, our wall of famers and wall of shamers with some help from our amazing followers on Twitter. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Mike and John. And fellas, going into this game, uh, the Titans were 0-1, had just lost a brutal game to the New York Giants the week beforehand in week one. And the Bills had lots of injuries, even before the game. But let's not talk about the injuries during the game. But before the game, the Bills had a lot of injuries. Gabe Davis was out. Ed Oliver was out. Tim Settle was out. And the Bills handily dismantled the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Derrick Henry had 25 yards rushing on the day. Um, just an all-out blowout by the Buffalo Bills. So much so that Case Keenum was able to come in in the third quarter. That's how good it was. Uh, Josh Allen, fire emoji. First off, how are you guys doing? John, I'll start with you first. John, how's it going, buddy? 17 fire emojis. 17 fire emojis for Josh Allen. Uh, 17 out of 17. Mike? Yeah, what a great game all around for the Bills. Yeah. Yeah, this is, uh, it was it was definitive. I mean, the Bills didn't make as many mistakes as they made last week, but uh, there was no question. People were talking about this game beforehand, kind of saying that this is a rivalry. The Bills had played the Titans each of the last five seasons, 
So you're like, well, how's this game going to go? And uh, man, it was almost like there was no doubt. There were a couple of points where the Bills had that missed fourth down where you're like, you know, it's only seven to seven. Are the Bills going to be able to get out of this? But it was still early in the game. Um, Josh Allen just dominated that the Titans defense and uh, the Titans known for their run game and defense could not get either going today versus the Bills pass game. It was, it was, it was a fun game to watch as a Bills fan. Well, outside of the Chiefs game last year in the playoffs, right? Wasn't this the one that stung the most? Like for me, this is the one that stuck in my mind. Their last season loss, 34-31, the heartbreaker where like you just know Allen's going to punch it in and then the slip at the goal line. Yeah. Like it was really stuck in extra. my craw <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would say that was the most uh, yeah, the most heartbreaking loss besides the Kansas City Chiefs game for sure. John <laughs> during yeah. the headlights <laughs> Blank no, why would you go to John then <laughs> I don't I, blame John I agree I don't have anything to add to that um, <laughs> but hey the Bills are well on their way to being undefeated this year as, as we all predicted at the beginning of the season beating the Super Bowl champions and the number one AFC seed I mean they're just going to keep rolling well you were telling us like the number of undefeated teams boggled my mind there are not many left after two weeks yeah, just six. It's wild. Yeah, the th- three AFC teams are the Bills, Dolphins, and Chiefs. Yeah, normally there's like 10 or 11 by now, right? Yeah, only six. Crazy. And the Bills, our Bills, are one of those teams. Just an all-out dominant def- performance by the Bills defense. Um, Von Miller, Greg Rousseau, D- Jordan Phillips, uh, Matt Milano, uh, Tremaine Edmonds. Everyone was getting in on it. Um, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. I just... Outstanding effort by the Bills defense, um, not only to limit Derrick Henry, but to limit Ryan Tannehill secondarily. So uh, just Josh Allen could not be stopped through the air. They were taking advantage of the Titans cornerbacks and even without Gabe Davis. Here, let's go into stats of the game real quick, um, just to give an idea of how dominant a performance this was. Josh Allen, 26 for 38, 317 yards Four touchdowns, zero interceptions. That's all within three quarters. Bill's leading rusher was James Cook. 11 attempts, 53 yards, uh, zero touchdowns, and then a bunch of other guys underneath that. Leading receiver, Stephon Diggs, 12 receptions on 14 targets for 148 yards and three touchdowns. Just an absolutely dominant performance by Stephon Diggs. Um he was also taken out in the the end of the third quarter. A lot of Bills players were, it felt like, uh, by that. And by the way, the next leading receiver was Jake Kumaro with 50 yards and then a bunch of other guys with, you know, uh, some of that. But but not a lot. It was it was really the, the Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs show. On the defensive side of the ball, you had Matt Milano, one interception, one touchdown. We're going to talk about that a lot later. Uh, Jordan Poyer had an interception. As far as sacks go, Gregory Gregory Rousseau had a sack. Tremaine Edmonds had a sack. And yeah, Tyler Bass, two for two on field goals. Sam Martin, first punts of the of the season so far, three punts. And two of them were muffed <laughs> by the Titans. It's special teams all around. Just a, a great game there. On the Titans side of the ball, Ryan Tannehill, 11 for 20, 117 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. Malik Willis came out. So I had a Tennessee Titans beat writer come on uh, the podcast to preview this game and I asked him are you going to see are we going to see Malik Willis or only if the wheels come off he's like I can't see Malik Willis coming on 
coming in this season unless everything goes wrong. And it's just funny. I know he didn't mean if, you know, someone runs up the score on a team, um, but it's just funny how quickly uh, Malik Willis actually did see action so far this season. And then the leading rusher was actually not Derrick Henry. It was Hassan Haskins. Nine attempts for 37 yards, zero touchdowns. Derrick Henry, 13 attempts for 25 yards, 1.9 yards per carry, one touchdown. He did that. Tu- or, excuse me. Did have that touchdown on that fourth and one play against the Buffalo Bills. Traylon Burks, leading receiver for the Titans, four receptions on six targets for 47 yards. And that's about all you really need to see from Stats of the Game. Stats of the Game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Um, let's go into our sweet, sassy, molassy play of the game. Hold on. I might have some more stats. Hold on. I always forget that I have a few more areas for stats. Stephon Diggs uh, had his third touchdown tonight, which was tying his career high. Josh Allen's four-passing touchdown is ties his career high as well. Matt Milano had the 43-yard pick six. Uh, this marks his first interception, or marks the Bills' first interception touchdown since Micah Hyde's 26-yard interception touchdown at KC in 2021. And yeah, that's it for stats of the game. All right, let's go into our sweet, sassy, molassy play of the game. Now, there were a lot of really good plays in this game. Um, a lot of fun ones to pick from. Um, I think I'll start with you, John. Uh, what was your sweet, sassy, molassy play of the game in this victory? This is really tough. Um, I'm going to go with my gut on the, the early on play. It, it looked like it was going to be a broken screen to Gilliam, and he you know, made two guys miss, and he ran in for the touchdown. So that was awesome. Yeah, I love that play. It was a screen pass. Yeah, it, it was 11-yard screen pass. First touchdown of the game. It almost seemed like he wasn't getting any yardage. He was going to get tackled in the backfield, and he found a way to, um, yeah, yeah, score a touchdown there. That was amazing. I love that play. I love to see Reggie Gilliam um, get in the end zone. I know he's talented. It's just good to see it uh, in actual game on primetime. Mike, what do you have as your sweet, sassy, molassy play of the game? For me, it was the start of the third quarter with the long pass uh, to Diggs. To make it 24-7. I mean, that was the nail in the coffin for me. Was that the one where he basically was like outstretched, like running full speed into the end zone, and he just caught it and fell over, tumbled over into the end zone? Amazing, amazing touchdown cast. Good call there. Way to start the third quarter. Way to start the second half. Um, Up 24-7. Game was basically, it was was over when it was 10-7, but (laughs) it was was good to see it then. Um, Mine's going to go... A little bit differently. I know uh, it didn't matter in the grand scheme of things because the Bills were up by so many. But the taint by Matt Milano in the third quarter, the 43-yard taint, um, as I mentioned earlier, we haven't seen one since 2021. It's been a long time. Um, Too long. Too long to see a a taint. Um, You hope to see one every few weeks, to be honest. I mean, weekly would be great. I mean, we'd we'd all like to see a good taint. Uh, every Sunday, um, but we're just not that lucky. Sometimes it's not for a couple seasons, not for a couple years. <laughs> a dry I, spell, if you will. I have a question. Is that really your sweet sassy molesty play of the game, or did you just want to say that over and over again? Uh, say what over and over again? 
touchdown after interception. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Nate does really like Matt Milano. I am a huge Matt Milano fan. If you've heard this podcast before, sat next to me while I've been watching a Buffalo Bills game. Um, I like it's almost it's almost unhealthy that I like him as much as I do because he's a good player and he's a really good player, but you know he stands out way too much for me. So yeah, so maybe I enjoy this team a little bit more than I would a normal. Team. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. Um, no, I mean he's just he's really good. He's just a really good football player. Just um, but no, I, I the it was first just touchdown of his career, right? So yeah, certainly a memorable play. Certainly a memorable play for the young man. <laughs> Um, uh, he's yeah Yeah, the Bills defense was dominant it was like they were getting interceptions Um, everything was going they were were getting sacks Uh, it was just good to see it come out in like a score you know we saw that fumble uh, return there was a fumble return last week I believe so uh, this was I don't know I love plays like that it just I just get up for those plays I love the touchdown passes by Josh Allen he had four of them for God's sake he looked great tonight um I'm just kind of going outside the outside the box of that one, but you could have easily picked any one of the Josh Allen touchdowns. You guys mentioned two of them. There were two more that you could have easily mentioned as well. You know, I also really liked that the first time the Bills punted in however many games, mm-hmm. he he goes punts it end over end. The guy muffs it and fumbles. It was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are also yeah yeah honorable mention. Both muffed punts by the Tennessee Titans. Were they both were covered? I know the first one was, second one was two, I believe, or was it the? Th- no, they got that back. It was they got that so one back. Close. It was so close. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess there really wasn't. I mean, in a in a beatdown like this, the Bills were never down at any point. There really can't be a Gettysburg of the game. There's no turning point. Uh, that's the beauty of these games. That's the beauty of being a Bills fan at this point. And well, I think we can pull back. Like, look at what's the saying: the forest through the trees. <laughs> See the forest for the for the trees for the trees, John. Which one sounds right? I thought if it's a if a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound? <laughs> you just taking us. Away. <laughs> you took us way out into the left field. Jeez. <laughs> but the Bills haven't won a Monday Night Football game at home since 1994. Like that's incredible. Like when you think about it. Yeah. Um, last year they lost to the Patriots when we thought they would win. Um, and they've lost the last four. Um, th- so since 2000, they're two and nine on Monday Night Football. Like, you, you remember, it was like years when we never got a primetime game, and now we've had them back to back. Um, so since 2000, the Bills have been the worst team in the league on Monday Night Football. They're two and nine. So, like, it just feels like finally getting the monkey off your back. And, like, we, we, we're very confident going in, but it's nice to get this one. Feels like uh, it feels like um, weird to have. It was weird all off season to have the Bills be Super Bowl favorites, and then to see the Bills actually playing like Super Bowl favorites, and then overturning or uh, I'm sorry, I don't want to say turning over a new leaf or maybe something you mentioned like that, but just changing the stereotype and doing well in these primetime games like you said that's it feels like everything's falling into place now we'll talk for a minute why there's some concerns but um yeah it's it all sounds it all feels like it's going in the wrong direction it feels weird to me in a little bit maybe because i've been burned so many times before oh you've (laughs) been burned like no one else (laughs) 
It's like it's like almost like, like if rug I, pull after rug pull. <laughs> it's like if every girlfriend I've ever had had cheated on me, like fifteen in a row, and then the sixteenth, I'm like, oh, she hasn't cheated on me. Like this is nice. <laughs> What's this like? Is this how a relationship is supposed to feel? Right. So, um, yeah. Well, let's go into our um, wall of famers and wall of shamers for today's win. Um, Let's start with the Wall of Fame. Mike, do you want to start off with this one? Sure. It's got to be Diggs with three touchdowns. If somebody has three touchdowns and they're not the quarterback, it's theirs to lose. And Diggs with a dominant performance. I think he had 140 plus, 148 yards. Yep. Yep. He only missed two. Uh, he only had uh, two targets. It weren't completions the entire game. If you and had, that was three quarters of football, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 148 yards and three three quarters of football. Absolutely. Three touchdowns. I like it. John Diggs. It's everybody. It's the whole team. (laughs) It's the whole team. It starts with Diggs and Allen. Phenomenal, as as you just said. But the the run defense, the defense in general, I mean, Derrick Henry, 13 carries, 25 yards. The turnovers, the special teams, all three phases. The McDermott, Leslie Frazier, Ken Dorsey, everybody. Everybody. Phenomenal. Yeah, I was a little worried about Derrick Henry just because they were missing two defensive tackles, and it didn't. It, to your point, it didn't matter. The Bills' run defense was really good. Jeez, um, I mean, the only thing you could say is maybe the Bills' run offense wasn't great, but it never needed to be because they were passing the ball at will. So, I mean, what what negative can you? I mean, we'll get into wall of shame, but I mean, well, yeah, I I can't argue with that for such a win like this, Mike. I would be willing to put everyone that John mentioned on. You agree with him last week, though? Like, if everyone gets a. Tr- Trophy, it's worthless. <laughs> Just uh, every week, oh, the whole team. I gotta be honest. I love a I love a good participation trophy. <laughs> I wish they gave them up. You just you know you just your whole mantle is full of them. <laughs> but it, it's a wall. It's a wall, right? It's not just a a one thing. It's who you're putting on this wall. You can fit a lot of people on that wall. You can fit a lot, ton of people. The Bills have a wall of fame, right? There's yeah. a lot of people on there. Depends on how small that text is, too, right? Yeah. Do you ever hear that, like, uh, it makes me think of that uh, John Mulaney skit where he's talking about, you ever write happy birthday on a big, like, poster board, and you're like, you write big ass H, big ass A, and he's like, oh, no, there's no room for the PPY, little P, little P. He's like, and then you start the next line, you completely forget what just happened, big ass B. (laughs) I see my six-year-old do that all the time, (laughs) writing cards for people, big ass H. Um, yeah, so it's sm- it could be as many people as you want, just small, smaller font. <laughs> it could literally be, and it doesn't have to be like Wall of Fame for like the entire season. Like it could just be Wall of Fame for one game, so you can fit as many people as you want. And in this in this instance, I'd be willing to do that. Of course, there are def- definitely standouts like Stefan Diggs, like Josh Allen. Um, but uh, to John's point, uh, you know Leslie Frazier and this defense put together a perfect game plan even while missing players and losing players in the middle of the game. Um, I'll start off with the wall of shame and mine's going to be injuries. There wasn't really a weakness in this game per se. And I think that it's just, it's so funny because uh, just injury after injury, you know, Jordan Phillips went out. I mean, obviously that terrible, you know, hit on Dane Jackson where he went to the hospital to have x-rays done. Um, you know, and there were other players that, that went out, and it's just like the Bills' depth, roster depth, was tested even before this game. And then during this game, Mitch Morris went out. You know, like 
And it didn't matter. It didn't matter to the point where it stopped the Bills on offense or defense. Um, that speaks to, you know, we, we thought this was a special team. We thought this was a deep team. I mean, it was proven tonight. Leslie Frazier is a great, great coordinator. We knew that already. Ken Dorsey's becoming a really good coordinator. So much to the point where we're watching it tonight and John's saying, you know, I'm starting to think Ken Dorsey might be better than Brian Dable. And it's like, well, I, how can you argue that? How can you argue that? Unless Ken Dorsey has one of those duds of a game, like the Jacksonville game last year, or the Pittsburgh Steelers game the year before, where, you know, he just does wrong thing after wrong thing after wrong thing over and over again in a few instances. How, how do you argue that? So my wall of shame is injuries. Um, it's unfortunate, obviously, um, you know, th- that we have it, that we're going to go into week three against the Dolphins with Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. Uh, John brought up this point and he, during the game, and he's like, you know, we, we got two rookies to play against these two guys, and we got to hope that those guys don't get injured, you know. So um, I'm going to put injuries on the wall of shame. John, I'll, I'll go to you ne- next. Um, who do you have on your wall of shame? Yeah, I, I agree with the injuries. The especially the Dane Jackson one was pretty devastating looking. Hopefully he's okay. Um, and the only other thing is, you, you, like you mentioned before, the the running game. Not they didn't need it, mm-hmm. but um, it was good to see that Cook got some carries towards the end of the game, and he, he flashed a little bit on that thirty-three yard run. So that was nice to see. Yeah, absolutely. He got a couple of first downs, I think, on on that drive, on one of those drives. Yeah, too. yeah. Mike, wall of shame. Injuries? You going for a three? Repeat? That wall of shame is going to be really uh, really quiet. There's only one name on it. Yeah, certainly the injuries. It would have been cool to see the backups come in and light it up, though. Casey Keenum. Yeah, so wall of, wall of shame. Case Keenum. Yeah. <laughs> he looked like garbage tonight. <laughs> oh, of two. <laughs> Uh, but he wasn't playing with the starting offensive line and the starting wide receivers and stuff like that. So, um, but at the time, maybe he was probably playing against the Titans. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I was joking around and like, maybe they should put Matt Barkley in somehow. I know he's not active, um, or he's on the practice squad. Even he's not even on the active fifty-three man roster. But hey, maybe Jacob. I don't want Case Keenum to get injured. But all right, now this is the point where I turn it over to Twitter and see. Who or what is on your wall of fame and wall of shame in this victory? Private Joker 2003 writes, Wall of shame, me for missing the wall of shame, wall of fame post last week while partying at SoFi Stadium. Um, Private Joker, you don't, don't need to apologize. You were at the game, man. You're not required to check your phone every two seconds. Um, I feel like that's a bit of a humble brag. Ooh, good call. Like, sorry, I couldn't participate in your lowly I was doing something Twitter I was doing something. He's like, I was in a jacuzzi with the Rams cheerleader. Sorry, I couldn't text your little Twitter contest. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm not even going to read his wall of shame. Screw him. No, I'm just kidding. Wall of fame. You could give it to anyone, but Leslie Frazier has maximized the talent of every defender for two weeks straight now. I made the joke during the the game that, he didn't get, I don't think he got a single interview last season. And I hope he doesn't this season. I hope he just stays a defensive coordinator till he retires. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a shame. He deserves it. He deserves to be another head coach. But uh, man, he's doing such a good job. Andrew Insing writes, wall of fame has to be Diggs. Wall of shame, the refs trouble with the Titans line of scrimmage calls. That was a good one. You brought that up, John, while we were watching. Do you remember that? 
Yeah, so the the first time around the the Bills drew the Titans off, right? And they they called it on us. And then later in the game it was the reverse and they still called it on us. Like it, it was the exact same situation. <laughs> it was like it, <laughs> it was like exact the, the roles were just reversed and it was the exact same thing that happened, right? And, and who's number 75 doing an illegal snap? I don't understand. I don't understand what an illegal snap is. I was just hearing all new <laughs> all new penalties made up this week. They should have brought the refs out that were all dressed in black in the, te- the Texans game, the playoff game a few years ago. <laughs> Only against the Bills, buddy. Only So the refs were in mid-season form, Andrew Insing writes. Um, Christy McComber writes, Wall of Fame, Diggs is simply the best there is. Josh is on fire, sitting before the third ends. <laughs> yeah, she means third quarter. Groot had himself a game. Defense stepped up big time. By the way, I didn't mention Greg Rousseau had a really good game. Uh, as well. Sam Martin finally punts, and you gotta love it. Milano with the taint. Nice, nice. By the way, when people, when there is a taint, at least, I would say a dozen people tweet at me like, taint, taint, taint. Um, I love it. Thank you guys for doing that. Um, and, uh, you know, giving into our third grade humor. We really appreciate that. Uh, Poyer with the INT, she says. Wall of shame. ESPN split screen. Prayers to Dane bring on the Finns. Yeah, definitely. Unfortunate about the injury to Dane, for sure. I didn't realize how... So I'm going to mention this because I did tweet about it first. I didn't realize how serious the injury was at first because I saw him roll around and I saw him hit the ground. I didn't think it was like a possible paralysis. But I wasn't happy with Tremaine Edmonds to begin with. I was not. Um, Obviously, friendly fire. He didn't mean to do that. But, um, you know, it sucks. MGZ writes, Wall of Fate... Nate, man, all three phases, offense, defense, special teams, wall of shame, Titans, big uh, Richard W. Griswold, (laughs) wall of fame, Dane Jackson, what can you say? Alan Diggs, Milano, bash him again, wall of shame, none, the Gettysburg play of the game, the Milano pick six, (laughs) I like that. There, let's go to Saxa Dave, Super Bowl 57 champs, wall of fame, 17 plus 14 equals six. Matt, the taint Milano, <laughs> the best punter ever, Martin. Uh, fullbacks do matter, Reggie Gilliam. Wall of shame, injuries. Absolutely brutal week for us. Prayers with Dane, that split-screen red zone-esque broadcast fiasco. I know, the pills are literally in the red zone, and we have to watch the 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 Eagles-Vikings game. I, who, who cares? Do that any other time. Do it in between the plays, right? Yeah, like... They would like cut over at the weirdest times, like they'd be setting up to kick off or something. It's like, why? Why do we care about this? <laughs> the Bills are driving for a touchdown. Let's go watch uh, Kirk Cousins on the sidelines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It didn't so dumb. Carlin Sullivan writes: Wall of Fame, Diggs, Dorsey, and Mitch Morse. Only time the offense was out of sync was when he was out of the game. Wow, good call there, Carlin. Can't forget Bills Mafia for bringing the ruckus. Yeah, another great call there, Carlin. Bills Mafia was it was so fun to hear on TV. Uh, you guys, you guys in the stadium were just loud as loud AF, man. Wall of shame, man. We caught the injury bug tonight. Hoping for good news soon. Absolutely. By the time we post this, we could have good news. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Edgar Donnybrook, Wall of Fame, all three phases. Just complete domination after shaking off the rust of the extended break. Wall of shame that. Awful ESPN ripoff of red zone split screen. A lot of, lot of wall of shames here. I didn't realize, I mean, I didn't like it, but uh, I didn't realize everyone else hated it so much. Um, b- bonus wall of fame, 
for secret weapon Sam Martin. <laughs> Dude, he didn't love how pumped up he got going running down the sidelines with uh doing the 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 windmill or whatever it is with his arm oh. down the sidelines when uh they almost recovered that second muff punt. Big R. Our guy Big R and SD, Wall of Fame, the defense, incredible all around. Diggs and Allen, five out of five fire emojis for three hundred plus yards and four touchdowns. Wall of shame injuries. I hope Dane is okay. Gettysburg, Bruce Smith's powerful intro. The Titans never stood a chance. 20-0, the dream lives on. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I'm glad he brought up Bruce Smith's powerful intro. And everyone knows that they this was um, the night where they brought up, you know, the or they, they came together to, you know, uh, basically bring up the choose love motto um, after the shooting tragedy in, uh, in downtown Buffalo. Bill Lasso writes... Wall of Fame, Gilliam, the defensive front, Deep Ball, Diggs, and Jordan Poyer. Just pay JP and Bill's Mafia for showing up. Wall of Shame, me for screaming, get the taint in front of my new coworkers. Question, does I get the taint? <laughs> get that taint, buddy. Woo! Hold on to that taint. Question, does our no punt record continue if one punt was muffed? And the rest were in garbage time. I don't think it should. I mentioned that while we were watching the game. Like, I don't think that one should call. That one should count. Should be saying taint in a work setting. <laughs> well, he didn't say it was a. Well, it's considered a work setting if it's outside of work hours with coworkers. I might say perineum. <laughs> with coworkers. <laughs> so he's screaming, "Get the perineum in front of my new coworkers!" Hmm, interesting. <laughs> grab that parody <laughs> hold on tight yeah i wouldn't have if you hadn't brought that up i would have no idea what a parody is i gotta be 100 percent honest um i did not take biology in college neither did i <laughs> <laughs> you were spitting out facts of like sunbathing and like tanning a parody <laughs> for vitamin d <laughs> i thought that was the first day of biology <laughs> Everyone opened up their curriculum for the for the semester, the outline, and uh, on page two, <laughs> full frontal perineum <laughs> under direct sunlight has added vitamin D benefits. <laughs> um, let's see. Karen Go Bills writes, I honestly can't think of anyone for the wall of shame. Wall of fame, Diggs, Edmonds, the whole team really played lights out. I will say for Edmonds, you know, minus that unfortunate hit, like he was looking good tonight. Like he had that sack. Uh, there was a pass breakup that led to the, the um, Jordan Poyer interception. Um, he had a really good game. Um, and I feel like that's, you know, that's definitely not missed even the, with the hit, but uh, I think he had a good game. Good call there by Karen. Jonathan Gage writes, Wall of Fame, the entire Bills team. This was a complete win. Special shout-out to the Bills defense for holding Henry to less than 30 yards. Wall of Shame, whoever gives the refs their eye exams or checks their ability to judge the placement of the ball. <laughs> so this JMAD76 uh, writes, Wall of Fame, Josh and Diggs. Wall of Shame, the Tennessee guy that shoved Dane when he was injured. Um, that was interesting because I, you know, I, w I was looking at that back and, and I, he was moving. It was a hit on Trey, Traylon Burks, the wide receiver for the Titans. And that's when Tremaine Edmonds hit Dane Jackson. And I think Dane Jackson was just rolled over his foot because he just fell 
I don't want to say lifeless to the ground, but like, you know, obviously he just fell to the ground. And I think he was moving. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I don't, looking back at it, it looks really bad, but I don't know if he meant to do that. I don't know. It was like they were trying to run to get the next play started. So um, I don't think it was. I thought the Titans just felt that Jackson was trying to stall for time. Yeah, right. As they often do, like stay on the tackled player. See, and like Jackson wasn't limp. He he was pounding the ground. He was moving all his extremities. Yeah, I don't think it was apparent at all. I didn't realize of the injury. No, I didn't realize how severe. Yeah, I mentioned that earlier. I didn't realize how severe it was until after they brought out the card and all the players were on the field. But yeah, it didn't look at least. Yeah, that. I guess that's where I come out on this. I don't think he meant it to be. I don't know. What's the word he meant it to be? I don't want to say nefarious because that's not the right word. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> John, what do you think? You agree with that, or do you think like he shouldn't have done it? You saw the replay. Yeah, I guess I'd give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, like us. Um, but it doesn't look good. It looks really bad once you know um, everything that went on. Zach Bass writes, Wall of Fame, Bill's Mafia for bringing that energy. Yes, they brought it. They brought it. They brought it. Wall of Shame, Moss on short yardage. Karen, Go Bills 2-0 writes, Wall of Fame, fans that were that were there that got to experience the takedown of the Titans on our home opener. Wall of Shame, Edmonds unfortunately taking out Jackson. Gettysburg, halftime as usual as the Bills came out in the second half to put the pedal to the metal. QB1, she gives five fire emojis. Five out of five fire emojis. I don't think there's anything less you can give. If this is five out of five fire emojis, then if he has like two picks like last week, I mean, I don't know. If you, I mean, can you still give him five fire emojis? I think, yeah, four and five. I don't know. It's, it's I gave him 17, so. True, true. I think like with the win, he matches his longest win streak of his career, six straight. Like, that's cool. Six straight regular season games. Very cool. Very cool. Last accomplished in weeks 12 through 17 of the 2020 season. So it's been a little while. Wow. Since his own 2020 season. Wow. So is this going to be, you probably don't know if that's the longest streak then if he gets to seven, right? The longest streak for him. For him. Yeah, probably for, I mean, if we think about it, probably the longest streak for a long time of any quarterback since Jim Kelly. Oh, for the Bills. For the Bills, yeah. that's Not right. in the world. No, not in the world. <laughs> Pretty sure Tom Brady did that on a regular basis <laughs> since 2021 of Tom Brady, you know, like or whatever. <laughs> no, it's easy when you cheat. I'm trying. It's, I'm trying to think of other good quarter. Aaron Rodgers, 2021, <laughs> 12 straight weeks. At <laughs> original Hatriot writes, Wall of Fame, full body movement of Dane Jackson. Yes, absolutely. Um, Wall of Shame, ESPN's horrible reporting of the injury, and we were sick thinking he was paralyzed. Just truly terrible by ESPN, and we don't care about the Vikings and Eagles at the half, just Jackson at that point. I know. Full body movement. Yep. Good call there. AJ Tharp writes, Wall of Fame, the muffed punt god Sam Martin. That's a good name for him. Muffed punt god Sam Martin. Wow, what a statement from the offense and defense. Wall of Shame injuries. Prayers for Jackson and Hyde. ESPN for that damn picture in picture. And no, I don't care about the Eagles game. This is funny. This is Salsa Knuckles. Salsa Knuckles. That's a pretty cool name. I don't know why. I really like that that Twitter handle. Um, he says, holy shit, fuck, shit, fuck, shit, fuck, shit, fuck. I love this team. Sounds like, that sounds like uh, uh, 
you, John. <laughs> Is that your burner account? <laughs> I feel like you text us that after every Bills game. Uh, Wall of Fame, Dig. Er, this is Michael Taylor, by the way. Wall of Fame, Diggs on the offense, Milano on the defense. These guys were just solid everywhere. Wall of Shame, the rush attack was putrid tonight. Also, injuries, prayers for Dane Jackson above all, but Hyde, Milano, and Phillips as well. We'll need these guys for the next week. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good call there. Injuries, of course. Let's see. I got Okay, I got a couple more, and then we're done. Scott M. Fry writes, honestly, good team win. Some sloppy moments. Didn't love the attempted heart counts, but nothing wall of shame worthy. Now, I'm glad you brought up the heart counts because I always think those are kind of lame, but I feel like they kind of work. They almost worked in that instance that John talked about where uh, the bill, it was like fourth and one. Oh, you know what? You know why that heart count didn't work? It wasn't that they called it uh, that specific one a false start in the bills. It was because Sean McDermott called a timeout before they jumped across the line. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. But then they scored in the next, you know, the next play. So all's forgiven, Sean. <laughs> I didn't think they were going to go for it, though, after they called the timeout. I wasn't sure about that. I thought they were going to kick it. Dude, how much do you love John? John is our fourth down manager, our in-house manager, which basically means he just says go for it every time there's a fourth down, every time for them, for the most part, right? Yeah, I mean, like in this game, there were a lot of fourth and ones, it felt like, didn't there? Yeah, both sides, right? Yeah, and then like a lot of times they were like – already close to the end zone where they were like around midfield where it's like you know too you know the whole like too short for a punt too long for a field goal thing it's like you know plus if they can't get a yard you know just go for it right and like i I love the aggressiveness from mcdermott fantastic one thing you can't that can't be stated enough is i feel like because you're our fourth down manager during the game, I always ask you like, should you go for it? And you, and I, and I joke around when I say you always say go for it because you don't like. There's a no man's land of like, you might as well go for it instead of punt it. Like I feel like you're pretty reasonable with that. And I think Sean McDermott is as aggressive as it feels like he needs to be, um, even more so. And what's good is like he has the offense to get away with it, so it's really smart of him to do it because there's certain odds that are in your favor. Just with an average team, right? Like how many times you're going to make it against another average team. But given the fact that you have an exceptional offense, like Bill Belichick did all those years where he always went for it on fourth and one, right? Like the odds are in your favor that you're going to make it. I think it's just smart. I I don't think enough credit goes to Sean McDermott for things like that, you know? I think that after today, the calculus has to change completely because even you, even the punter gets your first downs, right? Oh, with the muff punts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two for two. Two for two. <laughs> yeah. So when you're drawing it up, you're like, okay, we'll punt, and then we'll throw it to Diggs for the touchdown. <laughs> it's an interesting game plan. I like mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Still, uh, some sloppy moments. Didn't love the attempt, but nothing wall of shame worthy. Still don't like that Edmonds blew in on that wide receiver and hit Dane. But, I mean, it's not like he did it trying to be vicious. I'm sure 49 feels sick. Hope DJ 30 is good. You know, credit to uh, Tremaine Edmonds. You were just talking about like during the game we're watching and we're like, man, like how do you, you have to have like cornerbacks, like each play, like they can't let like a big catch, like determine the rest of their game or they're going to have a terrible rest of the game. Right. Like you have to have a short memory. Like Tremaine Edmonds had to go in on that next play and play in the rest of the game, knowing that he did that to another, his own teammate by mistake. Like that's, I don't know. I credit to him for 
for playing as good as he did the rest of the game, knowing that that happened and obviously feeling terrible about it. And I'm sure I, I haven't looked at the, the press conference yet. I'm sure he's in the press conference room right now and they're asking him about it. A number of, he also writes, Scott M. Fry also writes, a number of injured Bills is really concerning. Our D got hurt big and we've got a big one in South Florida Sunday on a short week. Guys will need to step up. We can do it. Hashtag Bills Mafia. Very good. And Sophie writes, I'm going to end with this one. Sophie, Wall of Fame, Diggs, Matt Milano, Greg Rousseau, and the rest of the defense. Wall of Shame, McDermott's ill-timed timeout on that fourth and one. And with that, we're going to end our Wall of Fame and Wall of Shame segment brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Um, are there any final thoughts? that I, I feel like we covered a lot, uh, in particular, like even going into next week with all the injuries lining up. I mean, we're going to be watching these you know, injury reports day in and day out to see if we can at least get Gabe Davis back, you know, or maybe Ed Oliver or Tim Settle, one of those guys, if Jordan Phillips can't go. Like, there's going to be a lot of eyes on this. And, um, I, I mean, the Bills played great even without a lot of those guys tonight, but uh, it'll be an interesting one to see them go up against the Dolphins next week. Uh, I haven't watched that game closely. I look forward to watching it again uh, to see how bad the Ravens truly were. Sometimes you wonder if it's Bill's Mafia saying the Ravens, it was the Ravens' fault that the Dolphins won or if it was the Dolphins' fault that they won. You know, like they don't want to give credit to Tua. Is that meant because they have bias against Tua or what? So it'll be interesting to watch again. Um, final thoughts for this really great Monday night win uh, against the Titans. I would say when we're talking about week in and week out, the key to the Bills winning, it's it, it comes down to Allen's ability to both run and pass, right? Because um, the Bills are 20-0 and 0 when he rushes and – and 20-1 when he rushes and passes for a touchdown. Um, but we saw the Bills, I think, make a concerted effort, or maybe they just didn't even need to, but really dial back on the design quarterback runs, I thought. Yeah. Which – I think over the length of a season and over the length of a career, we got to start seeing that because like the injuries as Allen goes, so go the bills. And like, it's only a matter of time if he keeps getting hit the way he has previously Mm -hmm. before, before something happens. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I love, I love not seeing as many design runs because it always makes me clench my butt cheeks when I see that, you know, you're like, even, even tonight, uh, he got hit once in the in the pocket, and that was about it for most of the game. And I feel like that that he had dis- one early first quarter third da- third down. Oh yeah, right. Was mm-hmm. was it like third and eight? Nine? Yeah, it was like third and. Yeah, and he yeah. just got there, and it was awesome to see. Didn't take but a big like, hit when luckily. he's up in the air. You're like, oh man, jeez. Just hoping a DB doesn't tee off on his back yeah. or something, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I agree, a hundred percent. Like the the more that you can limit those, for sure. We can, that should be, instead of it being a game plan, it should be a break case in emergency, you know, to use that as opposed to that's just part of our game plan this week. We're going to do 10 design runs or we're going to do design runs if we see this look. Like, no, come up with a different, you know, strategy for that look. And if nothing works, then start using design runs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. John, any final thoughts on this win? I don't... I. I got nothing else. I mean, it was just really like re- reading some of the articles ahead of the game 
started making me a little bit nervous because people were saying like, oh, the Titans could do this or this or that. So like I'm like second guessing myself, right? Mm-hmm. But like they they blew them out of the water. It's it, it was fantastic. I mean, it was you know between this and the Rams game, and then thinking back to the end of the last year where the the no punt game against New England and just like this team is just so good. I love it. Yeah. Can Allen win MVP if he only plays three quarters of the year because he's always benched by the fourth quarter? <laughs> I think that's a reason to give him MVP, right? Mm, even more so. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have to play half the games because he was so good. They didn't need him. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. In two weeks, they beat the Super Bowl champion, and then they beat the number one seed in the AFC last season. And what's funny is when I had that Titans beat writer on John Glennon, and we were talking about this, he's like, you know, F- after the Bills have, or after the Titans historically have, you know, lost a stinker to another team, like they lost to the Jets last year, and then they came back and they won six straight, including the the win against the Bills. You know, like you mentioned, you're reading these articles. I'm talking to this guy, and I'm like, ah, oh, man, like this seems like a letdown game, or it seems like a game where they're going to try to make it close. And neither of these games have been close at all by the end of the game. Like not even close within most of, both fourth quarters of the last two weeks have been you know, put your feet up and just rest, just enjoy the game or just, you know, in our case, set up your podcast equipment because you're, you, you got some time on your hands. You got some, you know, Hey, have another piece of cake, you know, have another piece of pizza, you know, go into the fridge and grab another beer. You have time. There's nothing that you need to, uh, this is a fun ride. I can only hope that, you know, this continues on the way that it has been. And if you think about it, like they battled uh, turnovers the first week, they battled injuries the second week, and it hasn't mattered either time. Knock on wood. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to leave it on that on a high note. Uh, we're all excited as Bills fans. Bills Mafia did a tremendous job out there in Orchard Park. Uh, we saw some of the the clips and highlights. Like someone mentioned, uh, like one of the listeners mentioned, Bruce Smith coming out. Uh, we saw Marv Levy at 97 get the crowd all riled up. They had Jim Kelly. I mean, that was it was really cool to see it on the TV. I can't imagine how amazing it was to be in Orchard Park uh, tonight. Hopefully, a lot of you guys have the day off on Tuesday to enjoy it and rest up. But I think that does it. Signing off for John. Hey, go Bills. Uh, you know, a few more days, uh, Josh Allen will be warming up a bottle for the Dolphins and then rocking them to sleep. <laughs> for Mike. Go Bills. <laughs> and for me, Nate, the 17-0 dream is still alive. Go Bills, and we'll talk to you guys again next week.
Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts.